Hi everyone, this is season four, Time with the Family, and we are on episode six, hallelujah, episode six, and we have on here one amazing, one beautiful personality that we are going to talk with. Please sit back, relax, and as we talk and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we pray that may this conversation be the voice of God, be a daily manner for you that God is speaking in, in this season that you would hear and you apply onto your life. Hallelujah. So we have here Sister Denise. She's a friend. She's an amazing personality, a prayer warrior, and she's someone that is really um that's really influential yes yes influenced me a lot in in many ways so sister denise the floor is yours help us understand who you are what you do and tell us more about yourself thank you for having me first it's a pleasure to be here uh, my name is denise clark i am 35 interior designer i also do cooking chef but not by trade yeah, yeah, I can cook. <laughs> um, I also am a woman of God. Love my God. Love our God, I should say. And I just try to walk upright and find my tribe of people that do the same. Basically, that's why I'm here with my sister Jemima. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yes, yeah, so the title for today's podcast is Today's Christian Woman today's Christian woman and um, there's a lot of controversial arguments about today's Christian woman and the past Christian woman and I pray that as we speak as we have this conversation light will be thrown on it and we will have more wisdom and knowledge on this question hallelujah yeah so sister Denise our first question as simple as it sounds, yet complex, what is your view on the definition of a woman? Simple but complex indeed. Um, my definition on a woman, that's a good question. I'd say we are receivers, we are caregivers, and we definitely are well we definitely have a need for the reciprocation the same especially on the latter part and i'd like to go back to where it began with eve you know eve being the recipient of adam's seed that's the upside on the downside she was also the recipient of the serpent's deception making her the recipient of the Lord's blessing but also his curse which brought out a second nature of her that she probably did not even know was there that's to help a willingness to fix and after the encounter with the serpent and then it was the chastisement from God so to speak she went into this fix it mode crisis mode like got to be corrected and I think that's the nature of a woman and especially a Christian woman we like a Christian woman, we like that all things are in accordance. To say that would be after the encounter, uh, it's our natural inclination to help. It's just like a built-in mechanism. Women on the other side, 
and Mosa, it's Mosa everything, are some of the most gentle beings, just needing to feel seen, acknowledged, appreciated, definitely heard, and nurtured as we nurture others. That's my definition. That's amazing. That's amazing. Indeed, indeed, you've explained it. Women are helpers. Women are recipients. You know, that's the Christian woman. And as, as the Bible says, woman means out of man. You know, um, God made put Adam in a deep sleep and he removed one rib from Adam and he made woman. So women are the ribs from men. So we are the same as man. We came from man. So out of man. Definitely. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Out of man. Out of man. That's 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 simple and yeah. Yeah. I really like that explanation. So proceeding to our next question. You you said a lot in, in, in your explanation. You talked about Eve. You, you talked about Eve. I want you to throw more light on it. So right from the beginning. What was the importance of the ministry of Eve to do? So we, we you spoke about her ministry, but what was the importance of it? The importance of Eve ministry. Eve was to be the helpmeet to Adam. And God Himself determined that Adam should have help, and He created Eve to partner with Him and Adam in carrying out His purpose for humankind. Eve was also the first woman in every aspect, being partner, being mother, being nurturer, being a wife. It's like she was just thrown in there with no previous reference as to what her role should be, other than being submissive to her husband. So indeed, she was made to help. That's, that's, that's true. That's powerful. That's powerful. Thank you. Given us who we need. She was, she's the helpmeet of Adam. <laughs> she was submissive. She, she was everything. And to help, and you said something about helping Adam accomplish his purpose. And I feel like that's one thing that we mostly miss as women of today, Christian that's women cool. of today. When we go for um, someone, we go for um, a man, or when we get married, we don't go um, with the mindset that we are about to help the person with purpose or to get that we can accomplish something. They just go, they settle for someone. Yes, that is comfortable. Someone that is safe, has a car, has a house, and that's all. That's safe. <laughs> safe, but yeah. not purposeful, not fulfilling, not what God wants. True true so true saying but not what god wants not purposeful not fulfilling mm-hmm. you you've said you said a lot and that's true and just to add to what you said women women uh i feel like um women the ministry of eve so one of the importance of the ministry of eve was that eve was to bring out what was in adam so god created eve and cre- and made her a woman man so she mm-hmm. is a man with a womb <laughs> you know so she's <laughs> able right. to take yes she's able to take what's in adam this let's say the semen in adam and make it into a baby so yes. in a way <laughs> she's able to help adam uh, and accomplish god's purpose as you said so eve helps adam 
and Eve brings mm-hmm. out what God has placed in Adam. That's good. That's correct. True. And she multiplies anything that Adam gives her. So let's say Adam gives her a seed and Eve, Eve gives Adam a baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. That, that, is, that is powerful. Like, we it, are powerful. It is powerful. Yes. I think sometimes women don't even know their strength because some women think if they depend on a man, it makes them less of a woman. But the woman we were made to be the helpmate. So we need a man regardless. We are, as you said, flesh and my flesh, born of his bone. True. It's so true. That's so true. Sometimes we don't know how powerful we are. Okay, before we move on to our next question, I just want to ask you a question from our conversation that we're just having right now. How does a woman, you know, know how powerful she is or how does a woman get to know what she is made of and actually work in it? I think a woman gets to know her true identity, her true strength, and actually walk in it when she comes to know who she is in God and her purpose in God. Would you like to add something? I was just going to say it gives us a more sense of direction, per se, instead of just aimlessly wandering and trying to find out what. But when we know, if we can tap into the person that we are meant to be and work on who we are supposed to become in God. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Certainly. That's the point. That's the point. I always tell people that I get to know myself when I spend time with God. I That's get correct. To know- <laughs> yes, sis. I get to know my identity when I'm, I'm with God. Because before we knew God, we we were just wondering, just as you said. But when we got closer to God, when we spent time with God, when we studied the Word, we allowed God to bring out what He has already placed within us. And and in the presence of God, that's where we can actually be that helpmate that we are supposed to be. Definitely. Amen. Amen. Yes, definitely. So, to our next question, what role did women play in the ministry of Jesus on the earth? Uh, I say women, they served in Jesus' ministry and they served well. And to go deeper with that, well, the Bible says we are to have, have always a servant heart, even as Jesus did. And a common example often used was when Jesus washed the feet of the disciples um but i like uncommon so i'd like to i'd say he first served when he who knew no sin became sin that we may be the righteousness of god in him for me that was service and that was service like no other to take on a role that was not fitting for him because he knew the purpose in which it served and he served and he served to the end he served diligently he served humbly he served diligently and he served humbly. These are two words that we really have to take into consideration as a woman. Yeah. Yes, sis. Jesus said he's our example. So we also need to serve. And and this question, what's actually I also researched on the question and I realized that, you know, there were the women that 
were around Jesus, Mary Magdalene and what have you, the scripture says that mm-hmm. they they ministered to Jesus. But if you check other versions of scripture, you realize that it says that they took care of his needs. So any, yeah, anything Jesus needed, they took care of it. Mm-hmm. And is that another scripture that to a point when they sold to a point where they sold their things, they, their, their properties, in order to care for his needs, their things, their properties, they, they went to the extent of just selling their stuff for <laughs> Jesus, their property to take care of Jesus. That is amazing. That is service. Service. That is service. It just made me think that the the first movement to actually finance the gospel or the, the or the first people to actually finance the gospel were, were women. <laughs> were women. Yes. And it stems back for me, it stems back even to Mary carrying Jesus. She was a woman, she served in that sense, she carried the Savior. Then there was Mary Magdalene. Um, the other women at the well who were, well, Mary, I like to call her the seed carrier Mary. And then I like, they're the news carriers, Mary Magdalene and the other women. This is when Jesus had arisen. And then even Mary who um, broke the alabaster box and poured the oil on Jesus's head. All this was preparing him for burial. So I see all this as service. From That's true. Yeah. Then there was also the Samaritan woman at the well, which is this is popular text, but I like I see it in this in the service light as she came to the revelation of, of who Jesus really was, and she went on evangelizing, telling everyone about a man who told her all she's ever done, proclaiming the Messiah, which then resulted in many being saved and believing. Exactly. That's true. The woman at the world, you really raised a very powerful point. So mm-hmm. this is actually a woman that met Jesus. Jesus ministered to her and now she was ministering to people. Yes, she got the revelation yes. and she carried it out. Yeah. She served. She served. She was evangelizing. <laughs> yeah. that, that is powerful. That is powerful. So if anything, what I've learned from here or from you is that in Jesus' ministry, women ministered, they evangelized, they cared for his needs. And as Mary Magdalene even poured a a very Mm -hmm. nice perfume to anoint Mm -hmm. Jesus for his burial, it's like every step of the way, there were women there with him. With acts of service, correct. Yeah, at his service, at his service. And there's just one thing I want to mention before we go ahead. Um, mm-hmm. It was between, uh, I think, yeah, I think it was between Mary Magdalene and, and her sister. And the sister was like, I think Martha. And Martha was like, I'm cooking, I'm doing all these things. Jesus, <laughs> won't you tell her to come and help me? And yeah. Jesus was like, yes. Jesus like, well, you worry about too many things. She's doing the needful. <laughs> She was serving. Yeah. She also was serving in her own sense. Yeah. She was serving. She was serving. Yeah. And that, that just makes me understand that staying women need to stay at the feet of Jesus. It's not yes, all about did. going yes. It's, it's not all about going all around and doing all sorts of things. We need <laughs> to come to our source. That's correct. Stay with the source. Yes, you need to stay with 
him, stay at his feet, hear his words, and apply it. Hallelujah. This is getting more interesting. (laughs) Amen. I'm getting excited. (laughs) Okay. So, our next question. Let me see. Yes. What does that mean for today's Christian woman? Um, The role the women played in Jesus' ministry on the earth. What does it mean for today's Christian woman? For us. What does it mean? That's a good question. I'd say it means, for me, I'd say it means just carrying the torch and the task that have been passed to us and not doing disservice to these women by discrediting their works in comparison to this new era today. It also, it remi- I'm sorry, it means remaining steadfast in our faith, our Christian values, continuing to be set apart for God always seeking solace in his word and his presence and also finding like-minded people when this world this crazy world gets too much because uh, regardless our biblical principles still have to remain as christian women today and even more so in a world where principles aren't even regarded i think uh, we are to remember women like the aforementioned and also glean from the examples in the Bible of service where we get our foundation. And I know it sounds cliche for some people when we say read the Bible, but that's where all the fundamentals are for me. Um, people say the Bible was written ages ago, etc., etc., but the Bible is still the most relevant book, the best book ever written. And just like the precious blood of Jesus, still number one today. So I'd say stay with God. Um, And the number one rule in anything is never to forget the basics. And as Paul puts it like this in his final charge to Timothy, yeah, to Timothy in 2 Timothy, this is chapter three. He said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Uh, Which simply is to say that all scripture is perfect and applicable for any area of our lives. And for me, we often quote verse 15 verse 16, actually, that was uh, overlooking verses 14 and 15 which reminds us um, to continue in what we have learned become and become convinced of because we know from who we have learned it and how from infancy from baby stages we have known the holy scriptures and which are available to make us wise through salvation and faith of jesus which brings us again to the point of not neglecting the basics so um that's it for me Okay, that's powerful. Not neglecting the basics. Not neglecting yeah. the basics. Yeah, that's something that I really need to take into consideration. You know, with the world moving so fast, the principles are not really adhered and the principles are actually ignored. You know, they, they are called old fashioned, just as you said, sis. And they make us know that the Bible, you know, they make all sorts of things about the Bible just so they won't read it. But the Bible is life. Yeah, it is like the Bible is 
true truths. And I feel like when we read it in that light, that it is life, it actually becomes life to us. Yes, it does. There is something he said in that women, we, we, he said we should not neglect the basis, we should stick to the word of God and all that. But you see, sometimes someone will say that um, um, a lot of things are going on and it's making me not even, you know, <laughs> have time for the basis. It's not, it's not making me, you know, get time to read my Bible. I don't even know how to get those principles and actually work in them so if let's say what advice would you give me in how to actually obtain these principles and work in them what should i do should i pray should i you, you've mentioned reading the bible but how should i do it because even when someone can say that even when i read my bible i'm sleeping <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes um i'd say first off definitely pray and definitely prayer and it, the Bible is revelation, we know. It's revelation over and over for each, um, every time we need it, for every situation, there is Bible. But when we pray, we can't just pray our person, not knowing the basics of the Bible, just can't pray. Um, just say, let me learn the word, show me this. I think it be- it begins with, we having an open heart if a person having an open heart to actually a willingness you know eagerness to actually learn because then inviting the holy spirit is something taken very seriously and then we can't answer the spirit if we're not ready for the spirit so i think before we even pray we have to be actually ready to be willing to go to a place where we're willing where we are willing to learn um, I think it's James that says in the book of James, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask mm-hmm. God. And I think when we go before God asking for wisdom, it's not something that we should indeed take lightly. True. So we should be humble and invite the Holy Spirit in. We should not try and do everything ourselves. That's yes, correct. and we should pray even in the littlest some people think that oh you are praying you have to pray for long hours for god to listen you know <laughs> <laughs> but you can start small if it's small it's a minute start, prayer. Yeah. yes yes just small prayers <laughs> and you can schedule god in in your time that you've set for the day you can put god somewhere maybe when you're driving your child to school maybe when you're going to work and pray yes yes respect him and invite him invite and we him. all began people think as you said we have to pray long prayers big prayers but we all began with small prayers we began with little prayers with an openness of heart a willingness and again those are the fundamentals those are the basics so it all goes back to the basics before you could it's like milk stage and meat stage milk and then we get to meat so it's back to the basics. I like what you said. For milk, then we get to meat. Mm-hmm. So you start with the milk. Yeah. yeah. You start with the milk. And we get to meat. Yeah. So moving on <laughs> to <laughs> our, our next question. Okay. This is a very controversial question. So we pray that the Holy Spirit will grant us wisdom <laughs> to answer it well. Okay. Paul says... Paul says women should not lead in church. 
what is your view on that a very controversial question <laughs> hmm. my view won't be everyone's view but that's okay and before i even answer that part as i said before paul said that the women should be quiet in church etc there are always some verses of that that resonate with me well let me not be remiss in thinking that everyone knows what we're speaking of so to those listening this would be found in corinthians 1 corinthians 14 and i always encourage people to read the full chapter for the sake of clarity and for also the sake of putting text into context as I'm sorry uh, more signs we pick out the parts of the bible we need when convenient amen <laughs> i give paul a yes and i'll expound on my yes if i may please continue <clears throat> thank you um i agree i agree with paul that women shouldn't lead i'm not saying that women shouldn't have a voice but my agreement with paul is that there's always an order in which things are to be done and to extract verse 33 from that same chapter where he reminds us that our god is not a god of disorder but of peace as in all the congregations of the lord's people well we are the lord's people and we must also carry out his ordinances accordingly also before he gave the order of good worship in which he said the women are to be quiet in the church he also spoke on the intelligibility in worship where he said in verse 20 um brothers and sisters stop thinking like children in regards to evil be infants but you're thinking be adults and this is where milk versus meat coming again and i charge everyone hearing this to do the same you know like thinking be adult thinking and it goes back again for me to the beginning where there was adam and then we were made from adam so it was man and then there was woman we were made from the man the man was always the head and the man leads we as women again not saying that we don't have a voice but we are to take our place and when paul says we stay silent in the church my comprehension of it is that women simply follow the protocol of the law as in his time he did state he was speaking the things he was saying were in accordance of the law and god so it's basically to put it in layman terms um just like in a job we don't go over a supervisor in a job and just go banging on the boss's door there's a chain of command in a workplace and also there's protocol in churches as well so that's that's why i give paul a yes to that that's 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 something that's something that's powerful there's something that you say you said there's protocols there's protocols and that is true when paul was as as i also studied the scripture i realized that paul was talking to the people because when It's not like they were ministering or they were saying something and he was telling them to keep keep quiet. They were actually mm-hmm. um making noise in church. They were actually Greek women are women that um Greek people actually are people of philosophy. You know, they want to study. They're people of um let's say high high 
they want to know philosophy and all those things so the women were actually making noise and when you read the amplified version it says that says in in the first corinthians 14 verse 35 said but if there is anything they want to learn they should ask their own husbands at home for it is disgraceful for a woman to talk in church and he put in brackets for her to usurp and exercise authority over men in the church so you realize that the women were not just preaching or they were saying something they were exercising authority over the men in church mm-hmm. and it's not it's not cool for you to you and your husband are in church or other men and you are exercising authority tell me telling them to <laughs> shut up <laughs> this is the word exactly. of the Lord. <laughs> And that's not it for me good. Because, continue, continue. Thank you. That's it for me. Just what you said, because there's an order. As in anything, there's order with God. Always. There's always an order in which God does, does things. Nothing is random with God. And his law, um, he was basically giving, repeating the law, actually. He was repeating the law. And then to have women speaking over men, which is, you know, the, the men are the head so they were definitely out of place there so it could understand what he said the silence to the women in church and then it would be protocol even for you to ask your husband when you get home because um let's put ourselves in a scenario as you said they're in church and they are speaking over the men it's i'm just picturing one brawl and everybody speaking and women you know women <laughs> Today, when we say women are to know the place, it's it. Society takes it as we're downgrading women, we depreciate women, but it's an order. So, for you to ask your husband, even if your husband does have a place in the church, if he's um, not just a member but have a rank in the church, we still don't do these things because of our husband position. The correct thing would be to wait until we are in a space with just. A, um, us and our husbands and ask what we wish just don't blurt it out it's not even woman like to do it not despite the law it's not woman like yeah that's that's because and so and you realize that paul only spoke this to the corinthians so mm-hmm. he wasn't basing it that women shouldn't minister in church or women shouldn't do this in church but he based exactly. it on only the yeah whereby most of them were grieved and they, that particular church they were disturbing <laughs> he told the women to keep quiet <laughs> definitely <laughs> yes and you know paul is very paul is very educated so for him to tell them that you know it's not in this um sense of how every not well not everybody i'm sorry it's not in the sense of how some people take it saying he's just like silencing women it was just disorder in that place yeah yeah it's just that it's just that it's just that mm-hmm. it's just, and i i believe that the holy spirit has explained it as as simple as he can <laughs> yes it is and yes there's some light shed on this thing yeah so if god has called you to be a pastor and your woman be a pastor if god has called of you to course. prophesy, prophesy. prophesy. <laughs> but there's yes. some hard you just got blurred out <laughs> yes yes there's an order there's an order that, yeah, that's, that's a good question that's a very good question very very and i just want to say something that um as you said there's an order from the man then the woman 
you know god is there than the man than the woman and you submitting to your um your husband or you submitting to the man doesn't make you a weaker vessel or doesn't make you um someone like what the society has been saying you know dependent on the man no it makes you powerful as a woman why because the bible said as you love your husband loves you you submit and when you submit god said he opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble so the more you submit yeah god actually grants you grace that's good yeah and then you know when you again when you know your position when you know your role well not a role these words very controversial into this society but when you know your purpose um for me it's as you said god man or woman the man is our covering we in a sense cover our men too but men are our covering so it works both ways and then for us to know where we stand and not feeling less than a woman because we're submissive to a man um, any person feeling like that is not fully in accordance with God's law because that's how it's supposed to be. I'm not saying submissive, but we have no voice, but we take our rightful place. Yeah, that's true. We take our rightful place. It's not like you're, you, you are with your husband in the midst of people, then you are shouting at him and you are correcting him. But then let's say you are with him and then we say, oh, I didn't really like what you said, this and this and that. And you actually explain that is you actually um, 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 being in, in, in your place and doing it right. Mm-hmm. And I, Paul was even okay. right because <laughs> Paul was even right because there are sometimes when you may be at your husband's side, your partner's side, whatever, but you just remain silent. There are things that you would like to say, but in the atmosphere you're in, you just remain silent until it's time to say what you wish to say or feel that you need to say. That's true. That's true. That's so true. That's so true. So women, women. Submitting makes you powerful. <laughs> Submitting <laughs> makes you powerful. When you submit, or oh, God will grant you grace. God That's will grant it. you grace. Yeah. Amen. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Women women think that shouting nowadays or what is going on recently is that women think that shouting and you know on men or having authority over men makes them the bosses and makes them empowered but that's not literally what empowers you you know god has made <laughs> everything true it just makes you proud mm-hmm. <laughs> proud and out of place and god has always been boisterous and no man likes a boisterous woman in contrary to popular belief even in i think it's proverbs where they say um rather dwell on the house stop now with a cantankerous woman a boisterous woman somebody always yeah. yelling always going it's just a time when you'll be quiet and there's a then there's yeah. a time to speak yeah yeah that's true there's a time to be quiet and the time to speak and i believe the woman is much more powerful i just want to chip this in they mostly relate um women being the service to actually listening to the shepherd and actually they, they say he's the one that caused the downfall of man and what have you but when you actually look at that story you realize that 
the enemy used to 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 that of man that created so women we are the gateway we are much more powerful than we think we actually have a womb and that is the gateway we are able to bring our man you know from from our womb and that is the gateway to man the gateway we are man, you know yes we are so yes yeah, so i believe that as you said that women need to cover their husbands and you know their families and what have you, you cover her head so actually mm-hmm. the gateway that you know and that's and powerful choose the enemy knows we don't know this and he takes advantage of us and calls us the weaker vessel. Why? Because he knows we are powerful. We are powerful mm-hmm. as much as the most powerful. Uh, if he wants to get the family, if he wants to get the youth, he goes with the woman. Yeah, because she is the one that has to be the watch to the family. She is the one that has to cover them in prayer. So yeah. there's a lot of women prayer warriors. Yeah. So when the woman stops <laughs> praying, then the family the family becomes something else. Yeah. <laughs> and when a woman prays, she prays. <laughs> she covers yeah. everybody. Family, house, yeah. animals, a woman covers everybody. <laughs> so yeah. women are powerful. And on and honestly I think that's way too the devil was able to beguile Eve from early because she didn't have a sense of who she really was. Yeah. She really was just yeah. thrown up there to find in herself. True, true, mm-hmm. true. Do so you know her identity and the devil? The devil played on that. Yes, he, he did. Yeah, this gets just so interesting. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting excited. I actually don't want this to end. <laughs> It's good. Yeah. So move on to our exchange. You have two questions, but it's like the last last one. What are the challenges of, of Christian women today? Challenges of Christian women. Oh, you got some good questions. As uh, well, there are a lot, but to name a few and in reference to what we just in reference to all that we just spoke about as uh, finding our place as women in the kingdom being able to give voice to our thoughts you know like giving language to the things we often feel ostracized about and then there's being in the atmospheres um, a challenge is like being in atmospheres that are conducive for our for the growth of our belief our faith uh, without judgment because well if i may be honest apart from the church and like church schedule events church others other people in the church there aren't many christian friendly places but with that said that too is why we are to remember that we carry the light so we control the atmosphere rather than letting the atmosphere control us and those are some of the issues and then uh, we often find ourselves tangled in the web of the world, whether it be with work, home, our expectations, or just the demands of life. And for me personally, I often find myself overwhelmed by it all. So it goes back to um, knowing who you are. Um, I get overwhelmed and then I have to put me on pause. I do a check-in with myself. I go like, okay, yes, I know what everyone expects from me, but what do I want? 
what's my spirit in need of am i hearing the voice of god in all the noise and then my most important question to self is always what does god want for me in those moments so i just pause and when i do my soul check in myself check in then i remember who i am whose i am and i make all decisions according to that according to my identity um, so it won't be a challenge for me finding out who I need to be in a moment or what I, who they expect me to show up as I show up as God was expect me to show up and it's not easy at times choosing we we all want to go our own path at times and just say ah, just go with it but as Paul's again says in Romans 8 for they that are after the flesh don't mind the things of the flesh but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit um so to be carnally minded is death spiritually minded is life and peace so i choose god and then i show as not a challenge um i don't make it to be a challenge on myself but you know challenge myself rather so show as god would expect as a christian woman should show up as i in my christian identity should show up amen amen that's powerful so you mentioned a lot of things that that's going on women don't have their they don't know themselves we've lost Mm -hmm. our identity that's that's serious that's serious something that's very yes it's, it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking. We've lost our identity as women. So we have to find our identity. And as you said, you take a pause, reflect, and and, and you find your identity in God. Who you yes, are in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who you are in God, you find your identity. That's something that's really going on. And the devil is actually holding on to it because we don't know who we are. He's standing on it. Most of the Things that are going on in the world today about women and women rights, even though some we, we do need women rights it's at some places, but some some of them too is outrageous. Very <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, like the woman saying what a man can do, women can do better. You can't do what they can, and they can't do what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> and then it comes yeah. down for me to the spirit all but the spirit because our in our flesh we can do what we want to do we can't do anything that a man does but this um, that's the carnality but the spiritual side yeah. what does god say yeah. what does the bible say that's the part that we have yeah. to um give thought to and not just walk in the flesh and get caught up in the things of the world so a pause really an identity check a self-check soul awareness check is for me it's very important that's true that's true that's so true identity check and we pause a bit and reflect yeah that's 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 good that's some good points you raised there (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah pause and and, yeah identify yourself in god Mm -hmm. man a lot of people don't know their identity and that's why they're so lost and then they get they get tricked so to say they get tricked into any and everything Thing because you don't know identity you don't know self true true i feel like sometimes i feel like um because we don't know our, our identity the idea of who a woman should be that the world gives us is what we take amen that's correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what ends up messing up 
you mm-hmm. know our lives yeah because the world the world will push anything to you you know we know the god of this world that's the enemy and satan <laughs> and he pushes lies and to kill to destroy you yes you know, and think that yeah the wisdom of the world and we end up messing up so and please women yes 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 sis. so please women go back to god find your true identity pause walk in it and walk in it and walk in it hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> so let me go to the last question what do you say to those listening even including the men what would you tell them someone one woman you know listening there are a lot of women different cultures across you know the globe listening what would you tell them and even the men listening i'll just reiterate what we just said find your identity and not just your identity find your identity in god find your purpose in god find out who you are who you are to become and just work on it i'd say stay with god and a little i talk to myself a lot (laughs) so another little pet thought i have and a part of it is a quote by the well-known poet william shakespeare so i just say like again the world because sometimes you know have us overwhelmed so i just check in again i say child of god know thyself and then to thine own self be true so to everyone listening men and women i just say be true to yourself once you find your identity and although the world the world does not always like well not the world i'm sorry people of the world are blinded i should say that don't know christ as christians do as we do they always have a different opinion of what our walk with God looks like. And this is why we need to find our identity in God so that we stay with God and despite the persecution in our walk, in our identity, we're walking it out. We stay steadfast, you know, we stay always checking in with God and just keep doing what is required of us. Find out there are different seasons for everything. And as we grow, so does our expectations and god demands different things from us as we increase in our faith go from glory to glory so find out what it is always check in with god find out where we are supposed to be at what we're supposed to be doing and especially for the men i'd say this is for the men um kings we see all we acknowledge you we respect your god ordained positions as the head and gladly as Christian women, we serve you. And in turn, we serve God together. Man and woman serve and pursue God together. And a woman simply only asks that a man continue, well, her husband continues to love her just as Christ loved the church. And we do it together. We do life together. We do God together. And that's my advice to men and women and anyone listening. Amen. We do God together. Yes. both men and women hallelujah That's it has been an amazing conversation this has Definitely actually excited me so much yes <laughs> it's really exciting me i love talking about women so to get someone that's so knowledgeable and spirit filled to talk with that's that's powerful Thank that's powerful. You. she really threw some bombs there so <laughs> 
after you listen, do listen again. <laughs> do listen again. Yeah, and take yeah. some notes. Yeah, Definitely. and Yes, sir. Before we go, you have you have a, a WhatsApp page, you know, where you have a page for women empowered. Can you tell us a little about it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the page is basically, as it says, women empowered by God. Um, where we encourage every day, as stated previously, the walk with God is not an easy walk, especially living in the dark world as we do, and sometimes. We may know our identity, but yet we all fall short, our carnal side. And we just need women that are on the same path with us to just encourage us, uplift us, pray for us, and just keep us going. And when one falls, we pick up the one that falls, as the Bible says. You know, we bear the infirmities of the week, and we keep going, make sure no one's left behind, we make sure no one's left out. We cover everyone, and we do it together. Because everything we have to do is not about me, you, it's just together. Amen. Amazing. <laughs> Amen. Amazing. I'm actually privileged to be a part of this this move. Yes, you That's are. Amazing. Yes, sis. I'm privileged to be a <laughs> God bless you so much, sis. God bless you. God oh, bless no. you so much. I'm, I'm privileged to be a part of this move and to see what God is doing with this woman and to be a part um, I'm privileged and I thank God for you Sister Denise I pray that God will exalt you more and more and that more numbers more women will be added to this ministry that you started and that there will be more testimonies and blessings that comes after Amen Amen. Thank you, sis. And I also enjoyed having you there. You are powerful as well, and you really make a difference. You really do. So we really love you. We appreciate you. I'm humbled. I'm so humbled. God bless you so much. So, in case you want to join this um, 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 ministry, Women Empowered, you can you can contact me. Can contact me on either the Instagram page or on the podcast. You can send a message, you know, or send your number, and we can add you to this Women Empowered page where Sister Denise is cheering on. I love you all so much. Love everyone for being here. So it's been an amazing session with Sister Denise, the beautiful, amazing, knowledgeable, spiritual woman of God. Ha! Huh. Thank you. All <laughs> And you know Thank our favorite you. thing to say, all glory goes to God. <laughs> yes, yes, all glory goes to God. And we Amen. thank God for yeah, for speaking to us. It's it's not us this year talking, but it's fellowship. It's God speaking to us. And I pray that gems will be put in this message for everyone listening, that God will speak to you directly. God will speak to you directly. It won't just be some a couple of women or two women that are just talking <laughs> about something. Yeah, but gems will be in this message and God will speak directly to you and to your situation and empower Definitely. you through it. Yeah. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. God bless God. you. Bless I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.